Alright listeners, welcome back to Fate's Rest. Last time we had some shenanigans happen. Hey guys, y'all wanna tell our listeners what happened? Shenanigans? You wound me, sir. Um. Everything's serious. <laughs> I don't know that I'd call anything we did last time shenanigans, but... Exactly, it's all serious business here. Uh, no, uh, we met, uh, our friend Dizzy Dazzle again. He, uh came down there with the stone saying he was uh, pulled in here drawn to us whatever you know match made in heaven that kind of thing um gross we then kind of forcibly took the stone from him and magic boom happened town is no longer statues i'm reading the wrong thing aren't i no i'm not haha uh, uh yeah so uh the goblin was threatened by multiple people and then dragons possibly seeing things that are not for the common mortal to see two dragons getting involved into possibly maybe and a bunch of us were kind of like okay well this is not great uh not ideal zug was like eh dragons if they decide to kill us i'm dead i don't care move on <laughs> uh you'll be and uh callie had a nice little kerfuffle about what to do with these dragons and then they turn in, into people shapes mm. um it is, worth, <laughs> it is worth mentioning that although Yulby and Zug did not see this and do, don't have a reason to know it, you as the listeners and also Callie would know that one of these dragons was among the frozen people. Um, so they totally had a reason to be like, oh my god, I'm so glad I'm seeing you again and all that jazz. It's not like they just randomly decided to, you know, do that in the middle of everything else happening. <laughs> no one told me I had to. No one told me I couldn't do the TLDR version of it. <laughs> I mean, it's what Zug would do. <laughs> what? Just it's too much. I'm not reading that. Oh, what? Just eh, if I'm gonna die, I'm just gonna die and move on. Let's go do something fun. Dragons are powerful, especially big ones like that. Uh, if they decide to go berserk, I'm dead. So I'm just gonna go somewhere else. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> Alright. And that's, I mean, that's pretty spot on. Missing some details, but it's pretty spot on. Well, this is supposed to be a short summary. We're allowed to miss some details. This is exactly right. I told you, it's a TLDR. (laughs) Alright. I don't know why my eyes are going weird right there, but they're going weird. So we will pick up right as uh, Callie is uh, forcefully ushering Yulby off away from the canoodling dragon. <laughs> I don't know why that word was very funny. Yeah, they're just, that, they're just muzzling, but okay. <laughs> as Zuck has already walked away, Yulby is being forcefully brought back to the town or to the in- interior of the town here. She's uh, not being forcefully there done. Is, I think She's <laughs> backing up on her own. Callie's just watching her. I think what Zug would have done in the intervening time after he left and those two leave the area with the dragons, he'd be trying to find out whoever's, I guess, more or less in charge of the town to figure out what's, you know, if they need, like what they need. Kind of figure out what's going on for them. 
since they, you know, kind of know they've been gone for a long period of time, but maybe not necessarily everything that's happened in the middle of there. Anytime you ask somebody, like, uh, who would be in charge or who uh, you need to talk to, uh, they point you towards the uh, the temple where the large statues of the Dragonborn and the Valkyrie stand. Okay, yeah, he continue on that way then. And, uh, yeah. So, what are the other two doing as he is heading towards the temple? That's a little bit of a walk. I mean, we're slowly backing away from dragons. We kind of need to know what they're doing. Alright, well, the dragons... Uh, as y'all are slowly walking away, and they're getting a little bit further and further in distance, they stand there and in an embrace for a little while. Actually, in their humanoid forms, a the elfish woman, sorry, and a uh, a grayish black skinned orc who's just a little bit taller than sorry, and they eventually uh, make their way back to the town itself. I had to go make sure on Lyle anyway. Kind of abandoned him over there. <laughs> Give me a perception check as you look for Lyle. No, no, an investigation. That's funnier. Oh, because you know she has a negative two? I know. <laughs> zero? A zero? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So, <laughs> I imagine she's probably asking people if she's, they saw Lyle instead of asking about the child she was with. And um, eventually you find Lyle. He's near the town square. There's a party starting. Like, there, people are partying. They're free. They're, there's, like, food stalls being propped up, brought out of buildings and propped up. They're all worn down and falling apart, but they're still putting them together. And Lyle is just eating a piece of cake that someone gave him. You have to make that cake quickly. You ever, you ever heard of the spell create food and drink? <laughs> yes, but I'm just like... They were frozen for how long and they're just giving somebody cake? Mm. It seems sketchy. I love it. <laughs> um, once once Yulby has kind of stopped having her guard so high up, and oh, like, it's still uh, high up. She's got the axe in her hand, but she's gonna sit right next to Lyle. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like once she stopped glaring at cake. dragons and turned to walk away to go find Lyle. Mm. Um. Callie's just gonna kind of, I guess, uh, wait and watch, like the wait for the dragons to approach and see what they're doing. That's that's the people who have her interest right now. The dragons. All right, so we'll go with what Zug is doing first. And uh, so as you reach the temple, there's little bit less people over here but you see more and more of the uh, these these winged human looking people over here 
and passing out uh, different uh, cloths and stuff in the center of the temple is a very old man wearing uh, black brown monk's robes and with two grayish black wings uh, perched out of the back of the robes. And he seems to be the one in charge. Brown robe? Yep. Um, so does any of this seem like very uh, familiar to Zug by any chance or anything like that? Like Give me a give me a history check. Got three checks. Oh, it's a good thing I switched to these dice. Uh, that is a sixteen. Sixteen. So, um, in your in your mind, there's flashes some of those visions from before, and you see people just just like they are now. These winged winged looking humans, uh, which for some reason the word angelics comes to mind every time you see these people, and. Uh, they're, it's in a time of crisis. There's a disease, or maybe there's famine. You don't know. It's it's not really really prelevant uh, as what's going on. You just it feels like you're in a time of crisis. And this vision walks into a sort of a similar thing, and there is a monk in brown robes in in the vision doing the same thing, passing out clothes, food medicine and directing traffic getting people where they need to go to get them help does any sort of uh like sayings come to mind when you see these like weird flashbacks slash not flashbacks like anything like you know you'd say to you know a monk in the situation of like you know like can i you know, how can i help or some of that some along those lines i mean essentially what you what you just said in the in the vision it is uh, I am in celestial the voice from your vision that represents you says I am here to help where do you need me okay so he'd probably repeat those exact words in celestial then just because the situation he's seeing kind of similar I was just you know ask if there's like a special kind of like prayer thing you'd say in some kind of unison no, nothing, nothing special. Everybody helped everybody back then. Okay. And uh, as you say this, this monk turns around and like adjusts his glasses a little bit and stares at Zug for a minute. And he says, "In an orc that that knows c- celestial. That's a curiosity if I." If I do say so. So, I think Zug, upon hearing that an orc that knows Celestia, is going to look down, kind of like pat himself. Hmm. I didn't realize I was an orc. That's new. Still, the offer stands. Hmm. Well, they need help with... Hmm, let's see what... If we've got blankets there, we've got 
Rations, food. Ah, they need magic supplies taken to the town square. And he points to a box with just a bunch of dusty old, like, uh, it's, it's like old ingredient bags that there's no telling how good the ingredients are. There's like magic focuses and it's just, it's like caked in thousands of years of, of dust. All right. So he's going to, uh, <clears throat> walk over to that crate and kind of pick it up and, uh, who do I need to take these to? So I make sure they go to the right person. F fine, Lady Sarithis or Lord uh, Luther, they could, they could take it. All right. So he's gonna grab it and start uh, heading to the town square, looking for this Lady uh, Sarithis or Lord Luther. Alright. Yeah. And the three of you are now all grouped back together in the town square as you've made your way back to the town square and uh, you ask a couple people and about these two people that the monk told you about. And as the two dragons walk up, uh, a few of the people that you ask kind of point at them. I just imagine the weird disposition they come they're, they're, they come into this, the town square and then all of a sudden Zuck comes around the corner with a box of random crap <laughs> <laughs> where did all this come from it's like a dusty old cracked uh, uh, what is it a magic crystal ball it's like cracked in the middle it's falling apart I uh, take, doubt it even works anymore. Take the uh, <laughs> the box over, uh, kind of make his way over towards the uh, the two that they're pointing to, and he's like, uh, "I have this." The monk at the temple said, "Do you need this somewhere?" Um, two dragons who've walked up hand in hand. The the orc says. The monk at the temple. Ah, uh, yes. And he kind of like waves his hand over it and it makes them all pristine again. And then he just hands it to some random person in uh, guard robes. And uh, you must be one of the ones who freed us. Where? And then he looks around for Callie the Callie is standing nearby watching this interaction. As I've specified, she was watching the dragons as they entered. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe, uh, like, kinda, seven uh, or eight feet off, just watching. It's fine. I think Zug would kind of brush the uh, the dust or whatever came off of that box uh, kind of off on his, uh, his pants and just be like, uh, they're right over there. Um, I guess, introductions. Uh, I'm Zug. And he points to Callie. Callie and uh, Yobi, we were here, actually, sorry, or I guess whichever you prefer, she was uh, bringing us down here to find a map for an un unrelated uh, quest, and all this happened, so, right place, right time, I guess. And these two dragons kind of position themselves where they're standing in a way where all three of you, oh, 
technically five of you because of Dizzy and Lyle are like in front of them and they both bow to you thank you you have freed us from unimaginable sorrow thank you because they both say in unison Callie looks distinctly uncomfortable and bows back so I think Zug would kind of like sort of like halfway bow but then he's like ah so I do actually have a question so the the monk thought it was weird that an orc like myself would be able to uh, speak in celestial which is how we got in here so I'm surprised that sorry or yes whatever again decided to not say that was a odd occurrence well it has been what is it almost 2,000 years since we've been frozen a lot has changed in that time and these old codgers at the temple just they're not used to change makes sense I try to say that to the the new gods in their temples, but they don't like they don't like that justification either. He pulls out a notebook from his from, from like a pouch in his pants. New gods. Are you talking about those those wiry adventurers that helped stop the crap that happened? I, mean, I think at this Zug's gonna kind of shrug. <laughs> Up until about maybe a month ago, I was living in a cave, so I really don't know the answer to that question. Uh. Ah. He looks over at Callie. And then you will be who's, I'm assuming, is glaring at the dragon. Oh no, she's not even paying them any mind. She's like, fuck those guys. (laughs) She still has the axe in hand on her lap. You're just chilling out looking anywhere but them. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And then he looks back to to Callie after kind of snickering a little bit at Yulby's ignoring him. And he says, you, you seem uneasy, child. What is it is on your mind? Many things, probably more things than we currently have time to discuss. But I suppose uh, the one that's weighing most heavily is... um, fact that our 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 mission that we're on leads us to stop what happened here from happening to more people because it's already happening again so the seal is weakening um, yes and some of the 
creatures who are capable of doing these things have already been released into the world. The, uh, the, the statues. The crystal. Ah. Uh, the crystallization. I guess now would be a good time for us to go and have a chat about everything that has happened about what caused this and what I know from the past might help you on your quest that sounds like a good idea do we want to start later food I mean I don't know if you were hungry before all that happened or what that means now that sounds terrible actually I guess and he looks around he's smiling big we have been locked up for a long time we can party first so go eat your fill have some fun uh, and he kind of like snaps his fingers and there's a, a, a compliment of uh, it's like full bottles of different types of booze lining the fountain now Kali kind of glances at these bottles and looks back at him and just you're certain you'd rather wait I think everyone needs to stretch their legs so to speak Yobi's going to resist the urge to knock them all down like dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at this time, because uh, he could feel the tension coming from uh, Yobi there, he's going to be like, And you! You have... You with the fighting spirit. The one who... Uh, seems to want to... Fight everything. How about a little friendly sparring match? No, thank you. Are you sure? Not many people get to fight a dragon for fun. Well, I don't even want to do it for fun. Had enough of it, uh... For pay, for work, for freedom? I don't need to do it anymore. No, thank you. Very well. Yeah. So he'll grab a uh, bottle of, uh, random bottle of whiskey out of all of that booze there. And him and Sari kind of just like wander off. Y'all are free to party and do whatever. Or we could skip it to the next, the maybe a few hours away or the next morning or whatever. Um. The only thing I have that's worth noting, uh, just, Kai's just gonna go and sit next to Yolby on the fountain, and is not going to partake in a party. It's just simply waiting. Yep. Ah, Zuck is not the only stick in the mud at a party for once. So none of you are going to participate in the nope. party. I mean... <laughs> 
Zug doesn't drink, for one. Um, <laughs> I thought Zug I mean, would... Maybe go find some food, but that's about all he would do. <laughs> I think you'll see uh, Dizzy and Lyle kind of like partying with all the kids and the Dizzy has a bunch of booze and Lyle's out there hanging out with kids he's never met before but for some reason like them oh. which is weird for him actually I feel like now's a good time to ask uh, at some point through all this while they're just sitting here waiting together Callie's gonna look at Yulby and just me may I ask what specifically your problem with dragons is? They're deadly. So are a lot of people. Mm, people I can handle. Dragons are a lot harder. I... I don't want to uh, cause any sort of argument, but if you don't mind, um... At least from my point of view, dragons are like any other intelligent creature. I mean, they could have the the strength to kill, for sure. I mean, you do. I do. Zug does. But uh, it's how they use their strength that matters. Uh, some of them are deadly and dangerous and terrible, and some are kind and heroic and protectors. I don't think that just the fact that they're a dragon necessarily determines what sort of person they are. She'll look at Callie. And then over to Lyle. Then back to her again. Well, until one of them proves me incorrect, then I will continue to hold the same views. And she's going to stow away her axe, and she's going to go hang out with the kids, because that's more fun than this. Callie just kind of gives a soft sigh as she leaves, and then we'll now be sitting alone on the fountain. Okay, I'm just going to do that, I think Zug kind of... He's been going around, kind of just talking to people, and kind of enjoying the fact that he can talk to somebody in Celestial and like have communications in it probably see uh, Callie sit there and I mean he's just gonna kind of walk up after probably a little bit uh, do you want to maybe see if we can get some food no point just sitting around and moping I'm not moping I'm waiting we have an important mission to finish and they aren't quite ready to let us in on the information we need, so once they're ready, I will be. Well, that's why I'm thinking of getting food. It's better to wait on a full stomach than it is to wait on an empty one. I don't, don't. feel as though I belong in this celebration. This isn't... it isn't for me. Well... It isn't really for any of us, but, you know, figure let them have what they want and make sure, you know, I mean, I'm happy that they 
have a chance to be happy, but it's not, you know, my people, it's not for me. You know, party amongst, party like this among my people, there'd be, uh, well, a lot more, uh, spilled blood, most likely. That's, I suppose, uh, precisely my point, is I will allow them to rejoice and have their party and do what they need, and I will be here waiting for when I am able to do what I need. Okay. Well, I mean, if you change your mind, I will just be probably over that direction. He's going to point in a random direction, trying to see what I can get for some grub. Have fun, I guess. Right, so you're gonna look for food. I mean, basically, food and. I mean, he's he'll converse with anybody who comes up to him to converse, but mainly just, you know, he doesn't want to just sit in the middle of uh, a bunch of partying people and just feel awkward, so he's gonna try to get to a periphery at the, at the best. Alright, so. As you're looking around for food and conversing with people, give me a perception check. Two. So that is a 13. 13. As you're kind of like wandering around the square, you smell this this really uh, very interesting aroma. And it's almost as if it's like it's like fried sweet bread and meat. Is the smell you're, you're smelling? Well, I mean, the player's already sold on this, so yes, uh, Zug's definitely sold. <laughs> so as you approach this stall that has that this smell is coming from, there's uh, on a stick. It looks like a sausage link that has been wrapped in sweetbread and fried. Fantasy corn dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and get some of that. I mean. He's just going to try random foods and just kind of mosey about. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of different foods you've never seen before. Some that you've seen different versions of. and The corn dogs would stand out the most because that's something that no one's ever done up top. Um, I do have just a quick question. So, I think I was understanding that, like, the general... Like common language here was celestial. Was that correct? So, as we're just listening to like the din of this party, like the the murmur and chatter, it's probably in celestial. For the most part, yeah, the murmur. So it's like everything sounds angelic. <laughs> it's like Loki listening to an angelic choir somehow, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, okay. I figured, like, when people approached them to talk to them, they'd switch to common. But I just kind of wanted to know, like, if there were any way I could pick up anything that the the crowd was saying, but not really, because I don't speak Celestial, so. It's all good. It's super super melodic. All the melodies. (laughs) And I think after a few hours of partying, and this party's raging on... Callie's sitting there solemnly. Zug's probably eating all of the food. I mean, Zug would literally get one of everything he can get his hands on. <laughs> Gilby's partying with all the little kids. Trying to keep from 
thinking about what she, her and Callie talked about oh, probably. Yeah. And um, since she is by herself, Callie will feel the uh, light tap on her shoulder. Gonna look, obviously. And standing there is uh, Saritha, or sorry. And she's like, please, gather your friends. It's, uh, Luther says it's time for us to talk. She'll nod and stand and do exactly as she was told. Um, just gonna go probably Zug first. Um, find him and just it's it's time to uh, go have a conversation get more information. Are you ready? Yeah, I kind of just was trying to fill some time. <laughs> and your stomach. I mean, if it's gonna be free food, why would you say no? She chooses not to answer that since they already had that conversation. And we'll <laughs> move along to find Yobi uh, and Lyle. She doesn't explicitly invite the goblin along and just kind of is going to assume that he's following. Um. Alright, so before you find them, mm. Yobi, you've been partying with the kids and the younger people. and uh, Zizzy's actually been there partying with the kids the entire time he's been and i want you to give me an insight check <laughs> sure i could try that too <laughs> that's not bad that's a 14 that's that's pretty good all right so as you're watching as you're partying with the kids and you're watching dizzy make sure he doesn't do nothing bad because in your mind he is a thief mm -hmm. You actually see him, he, he's, he actually looks like he's enjoying himself. He's uh, helping kids set things up. He's uh, uh, teaching kids, teaching different little kids different dance moves. And he's just bouncing around and he seems to be having a really good time. And not anywhere close to the thief that y'all met before. Cool. Well, I think Yulby's kind of into this mood. And she'll... She'll join in with, like, teaching some of the dances, though hers are <laughs> more, uh, I guess what she learned, uh, from the arena kind of thing. Um, more made up. That's just too fancy. I just, <laughs> I just imagine Dizzy's teaching, like, the kids how to floss, and Yulby comes up and tries it, and it doesn't, doesn't work she out the right way. She can't move just right. <laughs> <laughs> No, ends, I, up, ends up almost punching a kid in the face. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's too structured. She, hers are more uh, uh, fluid. <laughs> it's all that. It's all that armor gets in the way. Yeah. But she's not gonna like take off her armor. Like, you need that on. There's dragons in the vicinity. No thanks. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, as Callie comes up and calls everybody both dizzy and lyle start like groaning and oh man like little children <laughs> well, I, I don't see why the two of you couldn't stay if you wanted to we're just going to have a conversation it's not as though we're leaving just yet 
Yeah, it's the boring talks. Yobi will like scruffle Lyle's hair, but you can stay in place still. I don't see why not. <laughs> I think at that, uh, Dizzy will climb up on up near Lyle's shoulders, like wrap around his shoulders, and say, "Onward to food." <laughs> Find me something fun. Zuck would uh, suggest the corn dog as they're heading away. <laughs> like, what the hell is a corn dog? Just, just go, go and ask about it. Trust me, you'll, you'll, it's good. It's very good. Zuck has found his new favorite food. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, new favorite food. It's like one of those, like, you know, you try this weird thing at a festival. You're like, huh, this is actually really good. I like this. And you never do it again because it's just this festival food. Mm-hmm. That same, that same kind of mindset. Okay, then we'll lead the team back to Sari uh, at the fountain. She she signals y'all to follow her. And y'all walk through the streets a little bit, and you come across this. Uh, it's almost like a ramshackle sh- a, a ramsackle shack. It's kind of like. Compared to the rest of the city, even though it's thousands of years old, it's even more run down. But it's really well lived in. And um, so Zug would feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, opens the door, and when you walk inside, is uh, who you know as who 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 you surmised as Luther. This grayish black skinned orc and he's looking over different papers and maps at a table ah yes the heroes um thank you for agreeing to help us this is um what's happening needs to be stopped so I shall do whatever I can to help First, let me properly introduce myself. I am Lothrodo, the Keeper. I am the last living black dragon. Or at least I was 2,000 years ago. Mm. I imagine you likely still are. If you were the last one, then others were unlikely to have been born. That's a pretty valid uh, point, I would think. Not to be crass, but I do imagine it's hard to get more when the last one is turned to a gem statue, maybe. Or at least stuck in this place. Living crystal is what that is called. I don't know, maybe they're made when you mix multiple ones all together. That's what happens when you mix all the paints. Luther chuckles at this. Thanks for that image in my head. Kelly looks at Yobi and just... She's torn somewhere between, like... She doesn't know. Like, she's trying to almost picture it. But also, like, isn't sure if that's an offensive joke. But also, like, it was kind of funny. I'm just like, that's just, like, a mix of emotions on her face. And she doesn't know how to to feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) so you're seeking a way to keep this from happening and 
reverse what's already started, correct? Yes. We've already spoken to um, uh, Harlequin of the tree, and he spoke uh. to us of the seal and how to, well, I wouldn't say how to, but um, about the need to plant more trees and strengthen the seal. You must be speaking of his children. Um, yes, that's correct. Well, I can tell you now, I can sense at least one of the Fey royalty north of here. At least one. And if you came here, I'm assuming you're either heading for the Great Tree or to the mountains. A bit uh, of both, really. Yeah, column A, column B. Aren't they the same direction anyway? You have to go past the mountains to get to the tree? Uh, other way around, past the tree to get to the mountains. Mm. Yes. I remember that tree was just a little sapling. Right. So, what you're going to need is a map. And he digs through all the papers on his table here. And pulls one out and slides it towards y'all. To the caves that go through the mountains. Because there's no getting over them. I'm going to wait just a second to see if anyone else picks up the map. And if they don't, then Callie will step forward and pick up the map and look it over. I mean, I think Zug would definitely be checking out the map, mentioning uh, caves and, you know, that's kind of his home turf, more or less. Would you like to take the role of navigator, Zug? Well, I mean, I could for that, as long as I can decipher which ways which on this map and relay to what's actually going on in the cave if it hasn't hopefully changed too drastically in the intervening time. We'll offer him the map. Why is that paper not breaking? Magic. Hmm. The best maps are enchanted. In my experience, never quite enchanted enough, but uh, yes, usually enchanted to keep for extended periods, or they're just magic in nature. He, he taps his, the necklace, the, the bone necklace. Also, it was on my person when I was frozen. Well, I imagine living crystals a good preservative. Just so we know, since we will be adventuring, what sort of enchantments does it have? Does it happen to be waterproof or fireproof? It is life-proof, so to speak. It can't be burned. It can't be cut. You can't get it wet. 
can't be well it technically can be petrified I guess if it's in a container uh, why do I have the mental image of like a cell phone case commercial <laughs> <laughs> well, it's essentially what he's doing I'm sitting here like okay so acid is still so settled acid um <laughs> It's monster proof. It's uh. Also, if a monster eats it, they can poop it right out and still be fine. Pretty much. Well, I mean, that would definitely put some fiber in your diet. Be glad I washed that. Right. Well, thank you very much for the map. Is there any other information you can give us? Told you I would tell you about what happened. You did. Yes. It all starts, this whole thing started back when the world was created and the three primordial gods sat down on their thrones for the first time. When you create something from nothing, a negative energy is also created. It has to be equal and opposite of whatever you create. And the more that they created, the more they grew the world, the larger this negative energy got. And it took everything two of the gods had to keep it from overtaking the entire world. And as it spread, before they could stop it, it took over, it corrupted Fae, it corrupted Dragon, Angelics, daemons, the moral races, everything. So Leviathan turned to the gatekeeper. The only one of the gods not from this world. And he called in nine adventurers to help us stop. Or... I guess hold back this corruption and as and as they fought we lost Ira we lost my father king of the dragons king is a strong word yeah he seems kind of indifferent about talking about his dad. We lost four of the nine heroes to this corruption. And it only it took the creation of these new ascended gods. These the five heroes that survived taking what was left of the power of Ira and splitting it and growing it becoming gods themselves to finally stop this tide long enough for the other gods to seal it. And this town was ground zero. Ground zero for... for what?
for how to say this Ira's death her death is what caused the crystallization Callie looks confused if her death caused it then how is it able to happen now how is there a dark fae able to cause it this dark fae if if they are who I think they are and they are causing all of this crystallization and corruption to spread again they are remnants of Ira's power because she was fully corrupted before she died would it be safe to say that something of a magnitude of a god dying would leave a lasting scar on the world yes so it could be somebody got in touch with that scar and that's why it's happening again this is something I will have to investigate myself as Saritha here cannot leave this area if she leaves her barrier around this town comes down and the entire city and forest above comes crashing down on top of it so I will do the investigating hey Tex did you'll be learn about yes. Ira yes you'll be would have learned about the uh, the god who died during the calamity but, but like what is she about she is the um, the this world's counterpart of uh, the gatekeeper. She is the goddess of uh, war, of strategy, and of fate. Her followers were very devout. Yobi will have a very think face on that helps anybody <laughs> <laughs> these before before you leave you need to prepare yourselves these caves they test people they find something in your heart that is not it's the weak point I guess is the simple way to say this the weak point of your heart that exploits it you have and you have to overcome it to get through these caves alive so some kind of fey enchantment they enchanted the whole mountain range can you tell us what, it, what is on the other side of the mountains? I don't know what lies there now, but before was the kingdom of the fairies. And it was a beautiful and uh, sprawling kingdom nestled deep in the center of the entire mountain range. Hmm. 
cities of gold and silver and marble. It was a beautiful place. Well, it sounds like it lends credence as to why uh, the explorers who have tried to go through the mountains of today have never returned, I guess. If there's a test in these uh, caves. Well, that's if they go into the caves and not above the mountain. Well, I mean, if you said you can't go above, so whatever kills you up there, they probably know enough to avoid that and see a cave and enter a cave and don't make their way out. But we didn't know anything about the mountain and we probably would have gone above and not even found a cave. Well, I imagine mountains are typically tall and cold, so I imagine the cold would force us to find a alternate path pretty quickly. Or very warm clothes. <laughs> we... We need to hurry. Um, the... The creature... Looking at her companions now. The creature we've... We're following. The creature we've been tracking. I... I've seen what he can do. He can turn those of of fey heritage into, into crystals like this city if he's heading for the for the fairy kingdom I can only imagine what he'll do when he gets there that definitely sounds like people need saving so I agree we shouldn't uh, shouldn't dally too much so what do we need to know to prepare for these caves? You need to think upon your greatest fears, your greatest weaknesses. Prepare yourself to face them. Don't be scoffs and grins. Well, yeah, we'll be fine. This is where we will end for this because we are a little mm -hmm. bit over. It was a lot of stuff today. Yeah. It was a good. It was a good time. Lots yeah. of, it was a lot. This lots time. of stuff crammed inside. Yes. The thing, right? The thing. Yeah, it's over. It's you. The you go first. The thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all for listening in to our little story here and joining us um, please you know go to your podcatcher of your choosing and leave us a rating review let us know what you like what you dislike uh, we just we love to hear feedback we love to hear what you're enjoying what you're not liking so we can uh, only work to improve to make this uh, better for everybody involved uh, there's other places to go uh, leave us feedback and give us uh, some chatting uh, yeah, that brings it to my turn. Come check out our Discord. If you check the link down below, you'll it'll push you right in. Um, come and hang out with us. We got all sorts of fun things there. We, you can talk to us about the episode, give us ideas and feedback, or uh, you know, share pictures of your pet, or just talk to other people who are nerds about all other sorts of things. It's a good time. So come hang out. 
Yeah, and if Discord's too much for you, just feel free to hit us up on our socials at FaithDress on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, normally it'll be Tex or I who probably answer you since we're the ones who check it, I think. <laughs> um, let us know what you're thinking. I'm down to hear some theories. I got some in my brain all the time, so uh, please, someone, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the theories. All the theories. And finally, we'll do topic of the week. Uh, this week, we want to hear about those wild and crazy parties that your heroes uh, get up to in between quests. Or the, the weird and wacky things they do. Or I guess the wild and crazy parties that they just avoid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever your characters do. <laughs> We've had some crazy ones. And I think... With that, this is Fate's Rest, signing off. We love y'all. Goodbye. Bye.